Against All Odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. Why, you ask? I'll tell you. Because it's easy to use. Because it's safe and secure. And because you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game and make yourself a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code against all odds so they know I sent you. And here come the mighty, mighty Boston's. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast. Network Cousin South come to you on a Wednesday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always. My wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, and degenerate trifecta. Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the Paula Kid, what is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Every single day of the year, you can see these guys. You can see their picks on extrapoints.com. They're free. And what do you do with them? That's your business. You could fade Harry. You could back Brother Bry. Oh, you've went three in a row? Three in a row. Right. We got soccer. So we got soccer is, today. Now is definitely the time to fade Harry. But either way, these guys give out picks every day. Extrapoints.com. We have also contests. We win uh, money, prizes, hats, as was the case with our prop quiz last week. And here are the results for the golden hat, the elusive golden hat. Brother Bry, did you get it? You did not. Uh. The winner got seven out of ten. And that winner was Babyface Joel Solomon. Uh. Oh, my God. Did you even know that, Babyface? Or is this, is this, this is, news to this you? This is news to me. Number two. Wow. What a way! Wow, that what a way, that Hofstra degree. What a way! Really paying off. Joe. What a way to start the summer of Harry, June first. My second hat. I need a new one. I needed a new one. So thank you. you Me did? too. You are just rubbing it in. The brother, poor brother Brian oh who hasn't even gosh. got his first hat. And face, you got. What did I get right in that? <laughs> I don't know. What did you get right? It's a good question. Anyway, we'll have another one up uh, this week. Give you a chance to win, brother Brian. Hey. We have Anson Carter on NHL on TNT studio analyst, hockey great Anson Carter. That's going to be fun. He's going to talk about that insane game one abs Oilers. He was covering it uh, along with Gretzky and Tockett. I think, I think that game is over. I mean, finished. It definitely went over Uh crazy, crazy game. Paul, like it. I don't know if we're to expect that the rest of the uh, series. I, think but, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's a, asking a lot to see those type, that type of shootout. But uh, we talked about it yesterday. We, we said this, uh, it was probably going to be a, a very wide open uh, series. Kind of played out exactly uh-huh. like we said, at least in game one. I, I I would expect more of the same. You know, I think the scores will come down, but I think you're going to still see five, four games, six, four games, yeah. five, three games. I don't know if we're going to see a two, one game in this series. I'll tell you that much. Well, what about five, two? What about five, five two? two? Definitely. What about four, know. one? <laughs> what about okay. Mike, Mike Smith, Paul, Darren? <laughs> Darcy Kemper injured. Yeah. We injured. We may see create like you want to take it. Take a guess, Darren. Take a guess. How many players? How many players in last night's game recorded at least one point? How many guys? How many players? Uh, thirty six. I was going to say probably about twenty two. <laughs> Fry. Wow, it's uh, more. Eighteen. Twenty five. I guess it's wow. Twenty five. Wow, right. that's a lot. All right. 
So we're going to talk Avs Oilers with uh, Anson Carter. We'll be going over uh, tonight. Game one, Tampa Bay Rangers. Spaghetti's not with us. He is. Uh, he's what's he covering right now? Uh, Meatballs always doing uh, making fun of sports right now. OK, boy, we, we want to talk about uh, it's uh, so much fun to pick against the Rangers when he's not here. But uh, when he is here, but he's not. So we'll do that. We're going to go over NBA stuff. There's golf today that the, the match is today. Oh, God. 7 p.m. Eastern. Brady and Rogers versus Allen Mahomes. We'll have thoughts on that because Fandle has odds on that. So we have to have thoughts. Speaking of Fandle, let me tell you a little something. Here we go. Baseball season. Swing for the fences on Fandle Sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code against the lots to get in on the action. Fandle lets you bet the money line, home run props, strikeout totals, and so much more. Plus, Combine your bets for an even bigger payday with a same-game parlay. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Just join with promo code against all odds and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets. Win or lose exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You want to win? Just take the Mets every day. Just take Lindor to, to record an RBI mm-hmm. and just uh, have the Mets run go over. I mean, that's it. That's the same-game parlay. That's a win every single night. Why the hell not? Although they may, they may let up. I mean, you know, they may be up by like 50 games in a few weeks and then they'll let up a little, but anyway, enough baseball talk, uh, NBA, the series line is holding steady. The Warriors minus 160 plus 135 on the take back for the Celtics game. One is Thursday. We went over this yesterday. I think it's a tad too high. I know the uh, Warriors have home court. But a lot of this is the experience baked in. There's a lot of experience. The Warriors roster has 123 combined games of finals experience. Harry, how many do the Celtics have? Zero. Zero. That's right. It took you a while, but you came up with the right number of zero. <laughs> 123 to zero. But anyway, Fandle has some. Uh, we're going to pick um, We're gonna pick the series. We're going to pick game one tomorrow. But Fandle has a, an exciting section where you pick player series specials. Uh, we can go over the options here. They have highest points per game average, um, uh, most at threes in the game, highest three average, highest rebound, um, assists, all of those. I'm going to go. Here's mine. Kevon Looney, highest rebound average, plus 180. Now, Al Horford's the favorite, plus 130. Looney leads the Warriors and rebounds in the playoffs. He has 12 or more in three of the last four against Dallas. Game six, he had 18. And the thing to remember, Celtics have been out rebounded in 10 of their last 14 games. So you might want to take Horford in favor of plus 130, but Looney, good value. I think very sneaky pick. Looney, top rebound average, gets you plus 180. Parlay kid, you're going with Steph for points yeah, per I, game. I, I, Seems boy, boy, I really liked all of these looking at the, the list of uh, things here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're telling me I can get Steph Curry to be the leading scorer. Points per game scorer in this series, correct? It's points per game. Mm-hmm. So if he played yep. three games and got hurt, I, I could still win this bet. I'm guessing. I think so. I don't think it's like a batting right. title it where you have to hit him. Yeah, minimum. I mean, it doesn't say, doesn't it doesn't say, say minimum, minimum right. amount of games. So either way, I'm not, I'm not, right. it's not, not going to happen. But you're telling me I can get Curry at plus money to lead this mm-hmm. series in scoring at plus 130? I think it's amazing. I think this is amazing. Yeah. Curry is averaging. 25.9 points per game in the playoffs. Okay, which is actually uh-huh. below his normal the way he plays, but he's still that's still 6 points higher than anybody else on Golden State. 
The only one in this series who averages more per game than him is Tatum. Tatum is the favorite. But if you're telling me a scoring uh, battle here, I have to take yeah. Curry here. Curry, that you get the feeling he has yet to go off really in the playoffs, correct? He has yet to mm-hmm. really light have a game where he's dropped 45, 50 points. I think that's coming one of these games. That being said, what else has eluded Curry all these years, guys? What doesn't he have to uh, his resume? Does anybody uh, know? Something to keep that mouth guard in his mouth without <laughs> looking, looking at imbecile? This is true. I don't know. Well, what, what is well, MVP. We, we he's not been an MVP, the MVP. In, in the playoffs here, right? He has not won a championship right. MVP. This is the last thing mm-hmm. on his resume that he needs to do. He's going to have an awesome series. Take Curry to be the leading right. point scorer at plus 130. So here's what I, you know, I always try to figure out how you can make a few dollars uh, versus the other popular bets. So if you like Curry to be the leading point scorer, that doesn't even mean the Warriors win, right? Right. Uh, and you get plus 130. Yes. Now you could get plus 145 on Curry to average 25 or more points and the Warriors yeah. win. That is probably worth it more than, oh, I, I think it is more than the Warriors minus 160 because what is he going to put up 20s and they're going to win this series? I don't 100%, think so. 100%, right? Sal. It's like a it, great one. Yeah. So I, I looked at that. Yeah, I was going to, that was one that I was going to choose here. Um, because, yeah, yeah if you no, like, I, I think you got the right way because now that the Celtics win in seven, you could, you'll still win. That That's the way to yes, look at that, I think. If you like right. the Warriors, don't take, take the Warriors to win. Curry to average 25 plus points a game, which he's doing. And he's still not, yeah. I don't think he's really hit, had that major monster game yet. So I think that's a great call. Right. Great call. Yeah. If he gets a 40 in there, you're looking at, he could do 20 right. to the rest of the right. way. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right. So that's that. Uh, wow. Brother Bry and Harry are just in love with Clay Thompson. <laughs> Harry's uh, Bryce, ahead, start Brian. us off. Well, yeah. So I was looking at the, you know, FanDuel has those popular parlays where you can take like a certain, you know, high score or whatever three pointers made with the team winning. Mm. So I saw Clay to have eight or more three pointers in a game, in any game this series and the Warriors mm. win at 12 to one. I thought that was an interesting one because I like the idea of Clay having one huge game in the series. It's kind of how it's played out in the playoffs so far. And in two of his last four games at home, He's had eight three-pointers. Wow. So, you know, I think Boston's going to do everything they can to shut down and harass Steph. So he's going to get a bunch of looks. I just thought 12 to 1 was pretty good considering, right, there's going to be one game early on where Clay's hitting. He he comes out of the gate right away and hits two or three threes in one of these games. And then it's just, you know, can he sustain that over the course of a game? I, I think he can potentially get hot. I just thought 12 to 1 was was very good there. That's excellent. You say he's done it in two of his last four home at games? Home. At home. Two yeah. of his last four at home. Holy yep. crap. Yeah. He'll have close to some. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be off by one, if, right. right? Yeah, I mean, he's in, got in one or two yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, I he's going to have to take, he's going to have to get so hot in a game where he's probably taking 16, 17, three, you know, maybe more. Right. But um, but I think right, that right, stuff, right. I, I just thought that out of, those, out of those parlays, I thought that was the most interesting one. All right. Well, if that hits, Harry's is uh, almost definitely going to hit. What, what do you <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, I like for the series. I like Clay point average over 20 and a half at minus 104. Averaging 20 in the playoffs so far. Didn't have a great series versus the Mavs, but he has had a 30 plus point game in all three series. Brian mentioned two times uh, in the playoffs. He's had eight threes in a game. 
Um, and remember, he, he gave everything when he in the 2019 finals against Toronto and got hurt and had to come back. And he's finally back in the finals again. So this is extra special for him, considering what he's had to go through to get to this point. I think he shines here. I think he definitely goes for at least 21 points per game during the series. All right. All good stuff. Check it out on Fandle. But check out on the Underdog app. Oh, this is good. This is a fun app. It's time right now for our Underdog pick of the week. And mine is going to be Draymond Green under seven rebounds in game one. This is a steal, my friends. He's a, well, it's really a rebound, but it's a steal. I take Dre under for this reason in most categories, especially rebounds where he's had four straight games with six or fewer boards. Don't worry, Dre. I don't have an MVP vote and I don't expect that to change, but I'm going under. That's my underdog pick. Draymond Green, under seven rebounds. Brother Bright, what's your underdog rivalry pick? Yeah, so my pick is from the rivalry section in the underdog app, and I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins to have more three-pointers than Al Horford. Horford's hot shooting has cooled down some since the Brooklyn series. He's just three for 15 from three over his last three games. He's averaging one made three over his last nine. Wiggins didn't shoot the ball well in game five against Dallas, but he has made three threes or more in three of his last four games. I think he comes out aggressive in this series too. So I'm taking Wiggins to have more threes than Al Horford. I like it. Now, you know what? I love it. Head to underdogfantasy.com or the app store and sign up for underdog with the promo code cousin Sal today. That's underdog fantasy promo code cousin Sal. Yes. Lots of stuff going on. This is fun. This underdog fantasy, you go over there, no waivers, no trades, no lineup setting. You set it and forget it. They let you draft a fantasy team in minutes. They have pick them games. You can win up to 20 times your money in one night. Pick over or under on your favorite player's stats to win big. And you can also pick from rivalries, as uh, as Brother Bry pointed out. Pits two players against each other. Sign up now with promo code CousinSal. Double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. Deposit 100 get 100 Free. There you go. All right. NHL uh, Western Conference Finals game one. The Avs win eight six. What a uh, a ridiculous game. <laughs> they were up. I mean, there was a goal every 25 seconds, brother. Bry. And then Kemper went out before Smith. I'm trying to think they pulled Smith at six three Edmonton goal. They're like, that was it. Right. But Kemper went out with an upper body injury. That's going to hurt a little bit. And uh, that's why they gave up six goals. But um, I don't know, Brian, I, you, you, I had minus two and a half, so I wasn't happy with that. I was happier with it when it was seven, three. Uh, I thought the abs, but I think this injury could be rough for the abs. Yeah. You had minus two and a half. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you're rooting for these goals. You're like, Oh, make it seven, five. Uh, yeah. Make it seven, six. Uh, well, like, oh yeah. Up. You should, you, yeah. You should have really told me when I kept saying, yeah, no, we want seven matter. when it was seven, four. I was just, I was just rooting. I wanted to see it. How great it turns would, out it doesn't matter what we really I know. For, I just wanted right, it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted that game to be 7 7 going into overtime. Yeah. It was so much fun to watch, right? Just wide right. open hockey and the Western Conference. That's just really, that's really just how it's been, right? Uh, Western and Eastern Conference, two totally different styles of play. And we've seen that over the last couple of years. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, when we get to the finals, when like we get that? to the finals, I don't know. It's Why a- is it like that in <laughs> hockey and basketball, where the Western Conference is more wide? What, what does it have to do with time, the time, region? time zones? Is that what it is? It's just a who's more tired when they play? Tougher, tougher uh, brand not, on the East Coast, minus, Sal. Tougher brands. Is yeah. that what it is? Okay. Harry knows that. I know, but you're going to pick, I know you're going to pick the Warriors to win. So, uh, <laughs> and you like the Avalanche too. But Avs are minus four, four. And I'm wondering if it's worth uh, taking a shot 
parlay kit at the Edmonton plus 350 with the goaltending. Although, I don't know, Edmonton's goaltending, uh, not as, uh, not as much promise, uh, not so much promise <laughs> either. But plus 350 when the other goalie could be out, how's oh, it worth it? Probably not, Sal, here. I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, I think Colorado's still the but superior maybe. team. What's that, Harry? Oh. But oh, maybe, said, but Darren, maybe. but maybe. I mean, I, I, look, if it's it's now's the time. If you're gonna if you're gonna do anything on Edmonton, now would be the time to do it. Uh that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'm looking at this uh backup goalie's uh stats. Uh only once in his last uh, at least dozen starts did he give up more than three goals. Right? He gave up four goals uh a, a decent amount of time back. So he seems to always right. be okay. He wasn't okay really yesterday when he came in, but maybe if he shakes off some rust, his numbers kind of appear to be really as good as Kemper's numbers anyway throughout the season. It sucks because so, I had Kemper over 29 and a half yeah, saves. Yeah, and then, of course, when he goes out, that, that's done. But he would have had it unless they had pulled him, right? I mm. mean, they just had so many shots taken, so many, right? Because sure. I guess how many... That's the worry right now. If you ever take a goalie prop, right? right? There's the chance in any of these games they get pulled. Sure, well, that's for sure. Especially yeah, if they're right. playing the Rangers. Uh, you got to figure now. <laughs> you got to figure Vasilevsky <laughs> yeah. gets hurt. Kemper's out for the yeah. se- you know for the year. Rangers <laughs> yeah. play nothing but backups the uh, the whole way through. Let's we'll see what happens. So uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to that one. But I am looking, Parley kid. You're right. Now is the time to take some of these Edmonton props if you like them. I think Connor McDavid eleven to one to win the Conn Smythe. Like. That's kind of crazy, mm. right? Um, uh, you know, obviously, yeah. if well, he'd be about about even if, if Although, they make um, it to the finals. Bro, yeah. Uh, well, the dry sidle. Yes. Uh, what's dry sidle now? Because he was thirty-four to one before yesterday's game. I dry sidle. Now got I lost this damn thing. He's got. Yeah, and, I, and I, you know what? And uh, I, I don't want to say the guy's name wrong, but uh, the goalie here, Pavel uh, Franku. Yeah. Franku. Yeah. Franku. Right? Uh, yeah, he's thirty six and fourteen. Uh, thirty actually thirty six mm-hmm. and twelve over the last two years with about a two point four five goals against average. I his numbers might be better than Kemper's, really. To be honest with you, he just right. doesn't play as much. But uh, well, he might be. You know, that's interesting. We'll see what happens. He's forty six to one. I'm looking. Yeah. But Drysaddle is forty five to one. Yeah. Holy crap! What? Yep. Uh, some really? big numbers wow. in, in Kemper is 16. Yeah. There's a, some big numbers in there. If you want to take a, a shot with Edmonton. Now, like I said, Eddie Spaghetti is not here. He's overseeing another podcast. I wanted to tease, although it's, it's not working all our picks against the Rangers here. Uh, the lightning come to town. It's game one lightning are minus minus one thirty plus one Oh eight on the take back for the Rangers. I'm going to take the lightning tonight. I uh, know they've been off since May 23rd. seems like forever. It was a month ago, right? We're in a whole different month now. This is June. Uh, but Veselovsky, I, I think it might have hurt them a little bit. Everyone's like, oh, they needed the rest. I, I like the hot goalie who just allowed like three goals in a four-game sweep of the Panthers. And now he has to wait a week. But I think he'll bounce back. He'll be fine. Tampa, I know the Rangers are great at home. Tampa's 5-2, and two, last seven on yeah. the road. And the Rangers, Parley Kid, as you've pointed out, they finally don't have the goaltending advantage for the, for the first time this postseason right. until Truba um, uh, elbows <laughs> Vasilevsky in the neck, right? Um, but we don't know when that's yeah, going to happen. That's... Here's something I found somewhere. I, I don't know who to give credit to. Rangers averaging 10.54 high danger scoring chances per 60 minutes while giving up 17.52 high danger scoring chances. That's almost a seven difference. Uh, you can't keep them up. Can't keep that up. Uh, I have them at 11-1. 
Mikey Meatballs bet them. They're a two to one favorite to take this series. Conference finals favorites, Harry, without the home ice advantage, have prevailed six out of the eight yeah. last eight times. Lightning win tonight. Take the series in five. You can get that at plus four thirty. Uh, give me the lightning, Parley kid. You like them the score? You, you hit. You hit this. My God, it was so uh, easy. Colorado uh, you hit this over three and a half goals yesterday. That was really yeah. nice, and that's what made me think about coming back. Actually, the, the I'm actually getting a better price for it now too. Looks like it's come uh, mm-hmm. changed since yesterday. So I'm taking Tampa Bay over uh, two and a half goals in sixty minutes uh, here at minus one thirty six. Part of me, look, uh-huh. this is usually I wouldn't like Tampa in here. Usually I would like the Rangers, at least in game one. And then the Rangers would feel right. the effects afterwards. Like they're riding a high. Uh, this Tampa Bay team is just too well-rounded. The Rangers really, they just, they played a pretty physical series against Carolina. I think they're physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted. I think Tampa, I mean, Tampa averages 3.5 goals a game during the regular season uh, and over the last 10 playoff games, sitting exactly at 3.5 goals per game. I see no reason why they're not Uh scoring at least three goals tonight. Uh, Maybe they add one for good measure uh, as an empty netter as they get the win tonight. It would be a a hard-fought game, but I just think Tampa, the fresher team, I don't, and this rest helps them, Sal. Well, they they, yep. they have, they've had two long playoff runs, and and don't don't uh-huh. forget the one playoff run. Their first one was like that was into the fall because of the way that the uh, uh, the COVID playoffs were right. So they right. haven't had a lot of time off. They needed this. This is great for them. Uh, they're going to be refreshed, ready to go. So take over two and a half at minus one thirty six goals for Tampa. I think you're right. Although the, the only thing, like I said, is Vasilevsky, who I think that was after coming, like didn't they have a Sunday game, then a Monday game. Right. And he just was went nuts. So like at some point you're like, Oh man, I'm not, I'm seeing the puck better than ever before. Just let me play every yeah, day. Now. I agree I, with I that. wonder if that's not great for the rest of the team. Now he sat out a week. I don't know. He's watching stranger things and top gun shit. Like maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's thrown off a little. I, I, I he's still the superior goaltender to Igor, although we'll, we'll, we should see, I don't know. Bry, you got under here. Parlay kid, your brother has lightning over two and a half goals. It's gonna still have to really happen. thread the needle. Still, for both yeah, of you. it could still happen. Yeah. yeah, I'm going under five and a half at minus one thirty. I I you know, I know I played this in the Carolina game and it lost, but I mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep playing the narratives here, right? The overs in the Western Conference, the unders in the Eastern Conference. You have the two best goalies in hockey probably right now, right? Going head to head. Um, at least mm-hmm. the two, the two hottest goalies. Um, and I think in this game, I think the odds are one of these goalies going to be lights out, right? If not, if not both, I think you're going to get a, you know, one of these goalies is going to give up one goal in this yeah. game, right? I, I I don't see both goalies having a, a shit right. game. So Tampa's last five have gone under. Five of the last seven Ranger games have gone under. So I, again, I'm I'm banking. I'm I'm playing the goalies in this one um, and taking the under five and a half. Harry, you've been. Uh- I would say pretty hot with these, yeah, with these point totals and these player props in the NHL playoffs. Yeah, last night, uh, Kane score a goal at plus one seventy four. How happened in the first uh, like four minutes of the mm-hmm. game? Monday we had a uh, graphic out on Memorial Day. I had Zabinajad over a half a point at minus one forty eight. That one hit in the first period too, and I'm going to jump right back on it with the Rangers tonight. Zabinajad over a half a point at minus one forty eight. 
He's led the he leads the Rangers in in the postseason with 19 points. He scored in five straight games, eight total points in those five games. He scored in 10 of 14 playoff games, and in his last two games, which were wins against Tampa Bay against the Lightning, he's got four goals in his last two games against Tampa Bay. So give me Zabinajad over half a point at minus 148. Uh, all that and the line didn't move, huh? All right, a little odd. Yeah, you're. That's losing. You're losing. All right. Uh, we, uh, you know what? We got, we have an expert coming on. We're going to take a quick break and talk to Anson Carter. He's going to tell us how stupid we are with all our analysis. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, let's bring in our guest. He's a former NHL player who in his career scored over 200 goals, had over 400 points. And I looked it up undefeated in hockey fights since sixth grade. Yes. NHL on TNT studio analyst Anson Carter is here. What's happening, Anson? Are you going to check your stats? Undefeated since uh, kindergarten. Oh, is that right? (laughs) Since kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they didn't have a lot of footage back then. And and I am going to look back, but I'm going to be honest with you. Well, first of all, I've been a fan of yours for a while now, but uh, I did spend a good portion of last night watching Anson Carter hockey fights while my wife wrapped (laughs) our oldest son's birthday gifts for today. So I got out of that. But uh, wow. Do you do that? You go back and watch on YouTube your fights? I don't, but I've got two daughters. They'll be 14 and 16 this summer. And it's pretty embarrassing when their their friends come over to the house. and like, hey, Mr. Carter, we saw you on YouTube beating some guy up. And I, <laughs> I kind of feel bad. And their parents are looking at me like, mm, is it okay for me to leave our kids here for the day? We're not quite sure. And they start laughing. So we get a good chuckle good. out of it. Listen, who wants to watch other people's kids? I think you, got to, you have a good out there, right? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, who knows what can go down? <laughs> What is your favorite while we're on the topic? What's your, what's your favorite of the fights you've been involved? There really, there really isn't a favorite, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I chose in my career not to be a fighter when I, when I was coming up, growing up in Toronto. I found like there wasn't really that many skilled black hockey players, and I, I watched like the black hockey players that played in the league. They were tough guys, and I didn't want to be perceived as that player. And I wanted to have other players coming up after me, being you know hockey players that could score goals. Because it was tough enough to have my parents, you know, give me the green light to play the game of hockey without thinking I was be fighting all the time. Uh, right. So I, I don't really have a favorite fight because I was a guy that I fought angry. And if I got to the point where we're dropping the gloves, like I'm really trying to kill you. <laughs> I wasn't right. like other teammates <laughs> like Matthew Barnaby and guys like that that could just fight and their heartbeat didn't go above 60 beats per minute. Um, that wasn't me. When I fought, like I was done for the rest of the game. Take me out of there. And either one of us were leaving in a body bag. That was all was my my train of thought going into a fight, unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Well, no, I think a lot of your teammates would appreciate that, right? And uh, I think the you'd appreciate that. The other guy would appreciate that the refs got involved uh, eventually. But um, what is, no, I, I noticed. What, so what's the first thing? I, I'm obsessed with this. I'm sorry. Then I promise we'll, we'll talk about real stuff. But what, <laughs> did you reach for the back of the jersey. What's your what was your go to? How did you how did you plan it out? Or was it just like you said, anything goes? No, it was there's a method to your madness. And I, I learned learned early too when you, if you're getting into a fight it isn't your ability to punch it's your ability to take a punch so if you get your chin and your face out of the way i mean you're gonna get hit and if you're okay with that it, it should work out fine but i always wanted to get myself in a position so that i could set up my my punches when i had to set my punches up so i always thought i have to eat a couple if i had to make sure you don't get hit too hard keep your chin out of the way so you don't get knocked out because these fights are real it's not wrestling it's real mm-hmm. and you know, just, just hang in there. 
enough, long enough so I could tie the guy's arms up. And if the jersey came off, the jersey came off. But usually you were tied down. So if you saw the fights and my jersey got over my head, came over my head, it's because I wasn't tied down because I wasn't really expecting to fight that night. Right. I got it. All right. Well, let's get to the games now at hand. You are uh, doing a great job there on TNT. Uh, lots of fun. And you you have the West series, which it just seems to be crazy wide open. I mean, last night, Colorado takes game one. They went eight, six. I know they keep the baseballs in a humidor in Colorado. Is, is that the same with the pucks? Is that what's going on? <laughs> it certainly seemed like it, really. I mean, I watched Larry Walker for years, I guess, hit home runs out of a course. Still, I think it was called back in the day, good right. Canadian baseball player. And it felt like the, the pucks were juiced last night. Every time you look around, there's a goal going in in someone's net. Yeah. Which style do you prefer? Do you prefer the Eastern Conference or, uh, you know, like a grinded out gritty or the wide open high scoring Western Conference or somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. I mean, I could appreciate as a, as a true hockey purist, I could appreciate a one nothing game where players are sacrificing and they're playing the body and, you know, they're doing the little things within the game to, you know, ensure that their teams wins the, the hockey game. But this, but I'm also a hockey fan too. And I love goals. I love skill. I love offense. I love creativity. And we're definitely don't have a shortage of that. We don't lack that in this series. You've got so many players top to bottom that could, bring you out of your seats at any given moment during a shift. I think that's what makes this series so exciting. Yeah. All right. Harry has a question for you. Uh, Harry, go ahead. <laughs> hey, Anson. Uh, South sidekick here. I, look, in, we just mentioned this, uh, m- mentioning this series, 13 playoff games for Dry Saddle and McDavid. They have a combined 57 points. And the craziest part of that is they're third and fourth behind Kane and Hyman on the team and goals scored for the playoffs. Can that be enough firepower to overcome a tremendous Colorado offense and Mike Smith, who wasn't up for the task last night, moving forward in the series? Yeah, I'm not sure if it is. <laughs> it was against Calgary because, you know, Calgary is a high scoring team to the regular season, but I always question their ability to score. I didn't think they scored goals easily enough. When you look at this avalanche roster, they're so deep from top to bottom and the drop off is real. Dreisaitl, McDavid, almost 30 points you know, each. And then everyone else has like maybe five, six point, three or four points. And you look at the avalanche roster, it's so much more balanced. You know, it's so much more impressive watching, you know, from top to bottom, whether it's Logan O'Connor getting points, whether it's Kadri getting points, whether it's Ranton getting points like Burakovsky, like they don't just rely on Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. You've got so many other weapons. And if you're going to win a championship, you have to have everyone contributing. Copper's been great lately. Four goals in the last two games, too. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. And that's a name. I just left that name out, right? So they just yeah. go deep four lines, whereas you can't say that about the Oilers. The Oilers, what, how they've been successful this postseason is the two big dogs have been driving the train for them, and everybody else hasn't been a liability. So during the regular season, McDavid and Dreisaitl would drive the train, but then those other lines would get on the ice, and they couldn't score or they'd get scored against. But, right. but now you see those other lines are able to maintain 0-0, play even hockey, and then that allows the other guys to get loose, which they've been doing for the most part this postseason. So I, I'm a gambling man, and now the Avs have, holding the 1-0 advantage, and they were favored anyway to go into the series, or like a 4.5-to-1 favorite. But is it worth taking a shot on Edmonton here? We don't, we don't really know about Darcy Kemper, right? We're not sure. Uh, they're keeping hush-hush about his uh, – they say now he has an upper body injury. That could be big. Sure, it, right? Yeah, it, it could be huge. I mean, I believe it was McLeod that scored the goal where, um, where Kemper had no idea where that rebound went. 
And it was a juicy, fat rebound in front. Normally, he controls those rebounds, but he left so much meat on the bone there. It was an easy tap in for the Edmonton Oilers forward. So I would be a little bit nervous. Now, even though Francois came in and played well, and the arena was chanting his name, which was great to hear, and other guys love him in that room, he's not Darcy Kemper. And you look at the size of the goaltender. I love big goaltenders. Kemp says 6'4", 6'5", so even he goes down on his knees in the butterfly position, he covers a, a lot of the net. Francois is six feet tall. And you see a lot of net, you see a lot of mesh. So I don't think Edmonton's out of it, even though I like the Avalanche in this series. Just because of the goaltending, you're just not quite sure if the Avalanche are going to defend well enough in front of Francois and try to keep some of those high-scoring opportunities away from the Oilers. Right. Now, the other series, um, you know, let's talk about the Lightning having too much time off. What were they off since May 23rd or something? But the players seem to enjoy the the rest. One thing I'll say is Vasilevsky was so hot. Um, so hot. Maybe he didn't want to be off that long, right? What, what do you see? We've seen this both ways, right? It's too long, too long a break or uh, not enough of a break. Which way do you think it'll play out for Tampa Bay and the Rangers? I think it would be too long if these guys hadn't been going for their third straight Stanley Cup championship. But this is a mm-hmm. team that's played a ton of hockey the last three years. Even you go back even further, they, they've had a lot of deep runs that didn't really culminate into a um, a Stanley Cup championship. So they've got a lot of playoff mileage on them. I think the break is good for them. I, I really mm-hmm. do. And you look at Vasilevsky, like you, you've got Kemper, you've got Francois, you saw Koskinen come in last night, you got Smitty for Edmonton. Vasilevsky's played every single game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like he's the guy. So I think the rest is actually good for him in particular because that goaltending matchup is going to be out of this world. Shesterkin versus Vasilevsky two Russian goaltenders going head to head. Like you can't tell me there isn't, you know, some pride that comes into effect. I remember I'd watch Malkin play against Ovechkin and there was that Russian pride. Who's going to be the best Russian player in that game. So I feel like the same thing is going to come about the game in this series with Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. And of course the one wild card is uh, Jacob Trouba, although it's not a wild card anymore. You just know he's going to try to, or take a, a player out <laughs> opposing player. Out. I don't I don't even know if these are dirty hits anymore. I'd love to know where you stand on this because honestly it's hard to even evaluate. I, I call him Jacob, the Hitman Trouba, you know, on the broadcast last night, I thought we should put his body count up, you know, for the big hits <laughs> like that series turned around that Pittsburgh series when Sidney Crosby owned the Rangers. Just totally owned mm-hmm. them. I'm sure they would have changed the Wikipedia page to instead of Mr. Dole and Sidney Crosby owning the Rangers because he was on fire. There was no answer for him. But then you saw Jacob Truba with that physical hard hit against Sid that knocked him out of that, that series, and things started to change for them. And the other the whole team started to play more solid physically in front of Shesterkin. And then Jarvis in that series against you know Carolina going after Max Domi. You know, so I, I really mm-hmm. believe Jacob Truba. Increasing his physicality helped turn the tide for that Rangers club, but also having Ryan Reeves there too. Revo is the ultimate life insurance. I always say that I've got life insurance, not because I expect to die, but just in case something happens. And Revo is there. There's no fighting in the postseason, but any shenanigans that happen, he's there on the ice and he just calms that right down. So if you're looking for retribution against Trubo or Lindgren for those hard physical hits, you can't do it because Revo is there ready and willing to answer the bell. Interesting. What like what year did that turn where there's no fighting in the postseason? It just seemed like it was such a part of the game yeah, in the late a, 80s, early I feel 90s. Like, yeah, the, it's the last 10, 15 years. As fighting start to decrease the NHL in the postseason, mm-hmm. I think you've seen fighting also decrease because 
players don't want to take a dumb penalty. You right. even go back to that Carolina series when I think it was Lorenz or someone that, that stepped in to fight Truba after that big hit, and the Rangers went on a power play, that ensuing power play, and scored a goal. So, yes, you, you like to see guys dropping the gloves, but the games are too fast or too physical. Every play is too meaningful. You just can't afford to drop the gloves and take an instigator call if the other guy isn't willing to, isn't willing to drop the gloves right away and have your team short for two minutes because every power play is crucial. Right. A couple more things before uh, we let you go. We have a bunch of Islanders fans on this podcast. What what did you think of their decision to replace Trotz with uh, Lane Lambert? And you think they can bounce back next year? Are they cup contenders or still a ways to go? It all depends on what's going to happen in the offseason for the Islanders. Uh, uh, Trotz is one of my favorite coaches. I played for Trotz for a handful of games in Portland. We won a world title, world championship for Team Canada in 03 together. Uh, he, I always say that Trotz coaches people. He doesn't coach players. And that, that's why guys love playing for him. Uh, you never find a player, they'll, they'll talk any smack about him as a head coach. I don't know Coach Lambert that well. I know he's well-respected. I know he's been Trotz's right-hand man for years. So that seems to me to be like a seamless transition. And I know people point out, well, his record is pretty good and Trotz was out, like whatever. That's only a handful of games. That's like a backup goalie when you say, well, this guy came in and played five games. He was lights out. He should be our number one goalie. No, it doesn't work that way. He's a backup goalie for a reason. Not saying that coach can't be that same head coach. I'm just saying I need a longer period to see exactly what he's capable of doing. I think he's highly qualified and the players respect his voice. So I think that certainly helps. And if you watch Lou Lamorello's track record over the years, he likes people that he's comfortable with. So he's not going to shake the boat with somebody right. he's not comfortable with. So I think that's a big factor. And when it comes to the team, it comes to it's going to come down to what they do this offseason. They, they need to find you know, a little bit more offense up front, but also the guys need to be healthy. You had so many guys that were banged up after two deep runs themselves the last couple of years that they started off on the road. <laughs> 13 games of the road sucks. COVID uh -huh. sucks. <laughs> you know, they had all these issues. Everything that could go wrong for the yeah. Islanders went wrong for them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing their, this team healthy. I think, I think maybe Clutter was the only person, uh, Kyle Clutterbuck, that had surgery this offseason. So they should be healthy. And they should be rip-roaring, ready to go. Because I know guys in that room are disappointed not to have a postseason the first year at UBS Arena. Right. Okay, I'm looking around the room at our various uh, Islander fan podcast producers, and they give the thumbs up. They're satisfied and encouraged <laughs> with your uh, response. So that's that's good. And one more thing. Uh, help help us settle an argument with our pal uh, Dave Damashek, who also works here. Who do all the players universally feel is the best sweater in the NHL? The best sweater? Yeah, aesthetically, best looking, um, best looking get up. Um, that's tough. I, I think most times guys go the original six, though. Those are usually the best. Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. the original six. You, you can't go wrong the original six. I think for the new ones, you might go with maybe Vegas, but any mm -hmm. of the original six, you can't go wrong. Like you really can't. Boston, New York, right. Detroit, Toronto. Uh, you can't go wrong with any original six teams. Which did you wear that you were like, oh my God, this is, this is sharper than I even imagined? Because you were on eight teams, right? I was. was I played a bunch yeah. of teams. You know, I would say the Oilers jersey, believe it or not. Mm. It's just, there, there's something special about playing in Canada. It, it's yeah. all in it. It's, it's bigger than being a movie star in Hollywood. It's bigger than being a football <laughs> player in Europe. Like hockey, people eat, sleep, and breathe hockey in Canada. And I remember yeah. when we'd have teammates that get called up from the American Hockey League, the minors. They get called up and everyone in the city knew exactly who they were. 
where they went to school, where they played junior, what their parents' names are, they had a girlfriend or not. Like everyone, you were just, they were so immersed with the game of hockey. And mm. people were hammered at 10 o'clock in the morning, getting ready, pre gaming, <laughs> getting ready for the games that night <laughs> on Saturdays for Hockey Night Canada. So I was, I never had a favorite team growing up in Toronto because we always had terrible teams. We had a bad owner, Harold Ballard. Uh, we're always yeah. like one of the worst teams in hockey, but I love teams that won championships. So I jumped on the bandwagon. So I was an Oilers fan. And even before that, I was an Islander fan. My first jersey was Mike Bossy, New York Islander fan. Oh, they had their 22. dynasty. So yeah. yeah, 22. So it was even more special when I found out that Willie O'Ree wore number 22 also because it had a double meaning for me. Uh, but mm-hmm. Oilers jersey, when I put that jersey on for the first time, that, that was special because I remember watching Gretzky and Messi, those guys, Grant Pure, win all those cups in the 80s. Yeah, it must be great. You must be torn. You're like, wow, I want to wear this jersey everywhere. But then it's like, wow, I don't want to be recognized because then my life is a living hell, right? I can't go to the dry cleaners and drop stuff off. But yeah. Well, that's why I shaved the dreads too. I shaved the dreads. I wasn't a big fan of being recognized everywhere. My friends would yell at me because like, wait, we can't get the clubs and bars right away because no one recognizes you anymore. I was like, yeah, that's the beauty of it. I want to be just a regular civilian and not have to you know, stick out the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, what is, uh, as we're on Edmonton conversation, what does Gretzky say during the break? Does he ever say things like, I would have scored a hundred goals in today's game or stuff like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was just salivating, <laughs> just pumped. And we we're like, come on, Gretz. That was what the hockey was like when you guys played. What are you talking about? Nobody back check. And then he'd get all upset right. with us. But yeah, he would, he was so <laughs> pumped watching the game because he wished he played in that kind of hockey. Back when Gretz played, it was way more physical. Like you'd watch guys take the pucks hard to net like McKinnon, McDavid, and they're mm-hmm. untouched. And Gretz would make the point, and it's true. If he did that back in the day, he'd eat about 13 or 14 slashes, you know, but you yeah. can't do that anymore. So players get a free pass going to the net, which, you know, helps with the offensive output of the games. Right. Anton, well, I, th- I, th- Anton, okay. I did think after the second, sorry, after the second uh, intermission last night, it was great when uh, you guys were discussing the game and, and Gretzky said, the only thing I'm upset about is that I'm not up there playing right now because the goal's going, going left and right. It was, going, it was a great line by him. It's so true. And even Rick Tockett nailed it. He said, I want to know who's winning the car post game because during all-star games, they give out the free car. Like that's what it felt like we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Gretzky, Tockett, Anson Carter, all their NHL on TNT. You come back for the uh, West games tomorrow, right? Game two that's back correct. in uh, Colorado. Yeah, we're back. Excellent. At game two tomorrow. Lots of fun. Thank you so much, Anton, for uh, jumping on with us. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Anton. Take care, pal. All right. Good guy. He likes the Edmonton jersey, Mikey Meatballs. I think he probably was talking. I I, I should have hounded him more about it, but the the newer Edmonton jersey doesn't compare, right? By the way, Harry, how about that question? I mean, you realize he has a a game to do tomorrow night. You you can't ask 700-minute-long questions. Well, I don't think that was that long. I thought it was a precise to the point question about let's hear what it can, again. Okay. You know, okay. I don't know if I don't think precise, Parlay Kid heard it. So let's see. We'll probably, and mind you, mind you, yeah. uh, Parlay Kid, let's just knowing that your Curry segment I taped went six minutes and 34 seconds about how he's going to be the leading scorer of the playoffs uh, in the championship series. So keep that in mind. That okay. Here's my question. All right. In Go 13 ahead. playoff Joel, games, Joel, Joel, you, Joel, okay. you stop. Watch this. Go ahead. Yeah. In 13 playoff games, Dry Saddle and McDavid have a combined 57 points. And the craziest part of that is that they're third and fourth behind Evander Kane and Zach Hyman on the team in goals scored in the playoffs. Can that be enough firepower to overcome a tremendous Colorado offense and Mike Smith, who wasn't up for the task last night, moving forward in the series? 
You find anyone <laughs> Gretzky and ask some questions like that. He just nods his head. Joe, I mean, what's the time? I mean, was, that's was, a heck of a question. I mean, Tyreek Hill could run the 40. It's four times, four <laughs> times during that. What was it? Did you really time 20, it? 21.67. Oh, come on. <laughs> That, that's long, Harry. Question. Come on, buddy. That's a heck of a question, Harry, Darren. There's some well, penalties though last that long. And if you look, you know, a great, great response by him. We went back and forth about you know other players that have stepped it up for Colorado outside from uh, right. you know McKinnon and everything. Okay. I mean, I thought it was a heck of a question. Mm. No, I know. It sounds like like you're doing like an internship for extra points <laughs> or something. Which is no, it's like very uh, multi-layered. Uh, I get it. It's fine. I think it's fine. It's also twenty one point six. I mean, you know, people might care about that more than uh, Edmonton Oilers jerseys. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we break out on video. Uh, hey, one thing everybody cares about is the match. It's tonight. Why is it tonight? I what know, is this? Tonight? It's a Wednesday. Who cares? I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't I watch it. I thought if it was. If it was in my backyard on a Sunday, I wouldn't watch. But Brady and Rodgers against Josh Allen and Mahomes. Fandle has a bunch of props if you like anything. Um, who the hell's favorite in this, Harry? What, what's your pick? Uh, I'm taking the young guns. I'm taking Allen and Mahomes at like <laughs> plus 156. Uh, I guess that Allen has a same handicap as Tom Brady does at eight, and he played in the ATT Pebble Beach Pro-Am earlier this year. Mahomes a few months ago where they're playing at the win in Vegas. Very familiar with the course. He won like a tournament uh, a couple months ago there. So he's very familiar, like I said, with the course. I'll take the young guns at plus 150. Mm. And then the, the 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 old guns are minus 184. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking about guns so much here. But Brady and Rogers minus That's, 184. Mahomes and Allen plus yeah. 150. My problem with this is that there's always some dumb yeah. rule that you don't know. Although neither is paired with a pro, so it doesn't really right. matter. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's like... um. Uh, we're going to see like one, one hole is going to be played in snow and then uh, Mahomes and Allen will have the advantage. Well, actually, I don't even know who has the advantage. Yeah. I don't know. It's all dumb shit. Uh, Brian, what do you like as a prop here? Well, I, I think I've lost the last three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. at least the last yeah. three. I mean, we keep it's, talking about you and I were upset with the last one. I can't even remember. Didn't which you say, Brian, that you were officially done betting this? Didn't you say that? Or? Uh, I did. I, I did because it started. I said it too, yeah, yeah, it started becoming stupid. Uh, right. But this one, this one's even different. This one's more different, right? They call this, I was looking this up. They call this a shamble, this one, right? They were saying, so everybody, I guess, tees off. And then uh-huh. everybody from that spot plays the ball the rest of the way. Like you, all, and then whoever gets the best score from that team wins, uh-huh. you know, the, the better score of the team then wins that hole. So gotcha. I was looking at the first team to go up. I know it's hard to, I don't even know what I'm saying. What did I just say? I, no, don't even I know. know what you're saying. Everybody's but, but, saying, but, uh, but first to go, it's going to be very long. It's I know. Be like a Harry question. I guess like, so. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> it's just, uh, what it, I mean, that's why I, I figured first to go up one is a great one. Cause you can watch it quick, probably get out of it. Right. So mm-hmm. Brady and Rogers to go up one. Uh, the first one to go up one is minus one thirty. I think Brady and Ro- I mean, Rogers is definitely the best player out of the group. Right. And then, Brady might as far be, as we know, Brady yeah. might yeah. be the second best player. Uh, I, I do think I think I think Harry was saying Allen and Brady have the same handicap. Although I thought Allen had the worst handicap, but I re- <sighs> I remember seeing Mahomes play on the pro re- pro am. I, I wasn't too impressed with the way he was playing. I mean, both guys are gonna. Right. I'm sure their tee shots may be great. I'm I'm guessing their short game is worse. So I just think I just see maybe Brady coming off. I mean, Rogers coming out like early on and. 
and winning one of these holes for yeah. them. So at, at minus one thirty, I thought that was the better play than taking them to just win the mm. win the tournament. I can't Whatever even remember. Well, I was live betting one of these, and Brady was paired up with a pro, and he was not. He was awful. Like it was. He wasn't making par. He was like everything was like. Oh, maybe he could save a double bogey here, you know, for one. But uh, again, he was paired with a pro, and so I bet the rest of the way Brady will not make par. And then he like eagled or something <laughs> yeah. in, right? in the yeah. rain from about a hundred and from about hundred and forty right. out on the fly, like a uh, bounce twice, went in in the rain. Just can't bet against them. Just can't do it. But I will. Um, and here I go. I'm doing it because this is it. And I know FanDuel talks about responsible gambling, but I'm really take everything you have and put it on Mahomes Allen closest to the pin in the fourth hole plus 102. I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, well, I mean, that's an actual bet. You can make it Mahomes I mean, Allen closest to the pin on the fourth. Oh, the fourth. Oh, okay. hole? oh yeah. Definitely right. Mahomes out. Yeah, that's it. Of course. Yeah. Allen. Alan's got the advantage. Yeah. Well, he's going to take off, right? It's going to take off with the ball. Uh, All right. There you go. I I would just go. I would just go Rogers Brady here. Yeah. I'll take the What is it? Minus Mm one eighty four. You said so. I, I, that's that's parlay with the, with the lightning. Yeah. yeah, That's perfect. Let's do that. Can you imagine what (laughs) Romo would do to these guys on the golf course? What would Romo do to these guys? It'd be, he really should just get on there and embarrass them. Yeah, guys, guys, a pro basically. Probably give, probably, probably give bad advice like he told all the listeners of the uh, end of the Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City AFC. Say it to his face, Harry. Why do you hang Say on it that to his one? Face, oh, so yeah, exactly. Bad. Say so it to bad. his face. What was the bad advice? What to was let the bad Cincinnati advice? just let Kansas City score? No, duh, duh. <laughs> you do not let what? you do not let Kansas City score there at the end of the fourth quarter. A touchdown. Sorry, you don't do that. Sorry, wrong. I don't even wrong. remember the situation. Brian but knows. Did they score? Did they score? Yeah, I think they got a field goal. They got a field goal, then the game I, went to overtime, even... and then the and then and then uh, Cincinnati went in overtime. But to what, let them, oh, sc- they were, what what yard line were they like, at? Uh, eight, seven. And he said, "Let them score." Yeah, so, so yeah, more. T- so you'd have forty. Four, so you'd have forty-five seconds to go back down and score. Uh, after right. And that's a no duh in a game well, where like no uh, that was when, decided in, in thirteen seconds. Like they won a game in thirteen if, seconds if, the game uh, before. So what are you talking? Well, my about? point is, don't yeah. let if if you can hold them to a field goal and get to right. overtime, then that's what you do. You do not let them score and take the lead. Okay. All right. Yeah. Dumb. He should. Uh, you're right. No, he's he's terrible. A- Eighteen he's million. He's I a, don't know. Eighteen he, million. I'm, you know. He, he's a bad golfer. Well, maybe he could. I don't know. Maybe if he hears your question, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, Anson Carter, maybe he'll get better. I mean, there's, everyone has room for improvement. You'd have to know uh, hockey first. Hey, by the way, <laughs> Kevin Harlan is he really doing our show tomorrow? Right. Is this true? That's pretty great. Is that right, baby? Yeah, we got him. Man, he's not a Syracuse grad. He actually went to Kansas. So I hope that's okay with Harry. But yeah, Kevin Fine. Harlan. Duh, duh. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. Believe, I don't know why he's doing our show, but he is nice. checking uh, on that tomorrow against all odds. We'll have our NBA Finals previews. You know, we gave you some specials today. We'll pick our MVPs. We'll pick our Game One winners, and we'll pick our series winners tomorrow uh, on Against All Odds. And that'll do it for another episode for Babyface Joel Solomon, two-time Gold Hat winner for Mikey Meatballs for the Degenerate Trifecta, and thank you, Anson Carter. That'll do it for another episode. Uh, and all I have to say is happy handicap. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.